the writing on the wall. I am the sweet smell of blood on the street. The buzz that echoes in the alleyways. They were saying I shed innocent blood. You are far from innocent, but they were saying you know. That's all that matters. Welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And I'm Steve. And tonight we're going to be covering Candyman. It will be the last of our requel episodes, aka I've decided that I cannot do a themed month format. So this will be the one and only themed, themed month, month that we do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fitting because, again, we kind of rebooted the podcast and, you know, so many of these... Um, to use the term, but we're going with it. So many requels have came out in this last year, so what better way to welcome back the podcast with covering these newer um, requels, editions, whatever you want to call them, reboots. Uh, yeah, requels. I definitely feel like the requel is probably the horror type of this time period. Like, I feel like it's just like, yes. they got away with one and they are like, we're going to make thousands. <laughs> we let them do this, guys. We let them. We let it happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd said from the start too. Like, we're we're kind of just trying stuff to see what sticks and um, trying to decide how we want to do the show moving forward. So, this was a test run. I got kind of bored with it pretty I'm, quick. I'm so. gonna be real. I think I think that our our goal now is just to do what we enjoy and go in that route with it. Yeah. So. That being said, let's talk about Candyman. Yes. All right, so Candyman was released in 2021. It was directed by Nia DaCosta, and it was written by Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosenfield, and Nia DaCosta. Um, I know that there was a lot of confusion when this came, like when they announced this, because Jordan Peele was set to produce it, so everybody jumped to he's directing directing it. Uh, but they did have Nia DaCosta do it, who was relatively new to filmmaking. Uh, she hasn't done too much before this. Uh, there was a movie called Top Boy and a movie called Little Woods. But I always wonder how like people just get lucky and land these, you know, big directing roles who have like very little to no credits under their belt. I'm also curious, like, because I know nothing about the movie industry, obviously, um, like, how how the decisions get made, like, who, who, is it the person who writes it that chooses the director, is it the production company that chooses, like, you know, um, I think it was a good choice, honestly, for yeah, after yeah, watching yeah. the movie, I think that she did phenomenal with her direction of the movie. Yeah, and I'm actually excited to see more stuff that she puts out, I'm hoping that she sticks with horror, because... You like horror. I like horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks like I, I'm just on IMDb, just like scrolling. But I guess she's directing the Marvels, um, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel. So. Oh, that's gonna be huge for her career. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna be gigantic. So, Good for her. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go out and say it right off the bat. I I really enjoyed this movie. I had heard a lot of mixed stuff about it going into it, and I had put off seeing it in theaters mainly because it's hard to get a babysitter. <laughs> it is hard to get a babysitter, and they're expensive. Yeah, but um, I. I I'd heard a lot of mixed stuff about it, and a lot of that stuff was politically driven, which is kind of I, what isn't these days. But yeah. I I do want to start off by talking about this because it's the biggest thing that I've been wanting to talk about with this whole movie. So I had seen a lot of hate for it when it had come out, and some of the comments that I had seen matched up with some of the reviews that I read after we watched the movie, because after we watch our movies for our show, I, go, I like to go on and see what other people thought of the movie. And it seemed like the majority of the people that were bashing the movie were like, oh, they went woke. They made this all about race. Like, just skip this one. And I want to know, have these people seen the original Candyman because the entire movie had <laughs> racial themes to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's it's funny that people... I, I think that, honestly, people jump the gun on their um, assumptions on it. Um, I think that the original Candyman is a great movie. It's it's one of my probably top ten favorite movies. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, but I don't think it's as well known as a lot of the ones that have been remade. Um, so I'm, I feel like people are just assuming that this is a very quote-unquote woke movie. But it, honestly, I feel like it's very true to the original with its um, what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people, uh, like just from my job and like people that I have conversations with about horror. And it, I'm actually surprised by the amount of people that haven't seen the original Candyman. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder, and that, that is a legitimate thing that I, I was asking was... Have these people seen the original Candyman? <laughs> or was it something where they went and saw this because, you know, co we were dealing with COVID for so long and there's a new horror movie that's out and it looked great from the trailers and you don't really get those racial themes from watching the trailers. It just looks like a horror movie. But I, I just get the... I, I get the feeling that people think that Candyman is just a basic slasher like your Friday the 13th, Halloween, no, yeah. Freddy Krueger. And it... It's yeah, much I, deeper than that. Yeah, I, I did. I feel I feel like this was very true to the tones and the themes of the original movie. Is is Candyman even a slasher? The original one. I mean, it could you know, be, I, but it like it, it doesn't be. fit there, right? Exactly, and it's so um, much more you know, than that. I, yeah, it really is. Um, I completely agree with that. Like, it's it's very true. As far as, like, the underlining themes to the original and um, gentrification and Cabrady Green and all of that, um, it does stick to, you know, the the original story. It, it continues on. Yeah. You know? So if you've never seen the original and you're kind of complaining about the political themes, it's just like... Maybe you should go back and yeah. check the source material there because it, it's it's pretty obvious. I, I <laughs> the original was the same. Yeah, and I understand because, um, like, I get frustrated, and especially with remakes when they like make something political that was never meant to be. Um, because, like, sometimes you do need a break from politics. You need you need a break from what's going on in reality. But with this movie, it makes sense. 
You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It's supposed to be there. There's a reason that it's there, and it's an important reason. And the first Candyman, there was a reason it was there, and it was an important reason. So I feel like they're really just carrying on um, what that was all about, and, and they did it very well. Yeah, I, I think of all the requels that we've covered this month, I think that this was the one that worked the most. Oh, I agree. And it's because there are still issues from the original Candyman that are going on today. Mm-hmm. And it's something where they could make a meaningful movie and still have it be relevant to the times and not just be, hey, here's that thing that you loved from back in the day. We're going to remake it and bring back all these characters. And I love that they didn't really... They, there was only one, two, two characters that came back from the original. Yes. Which was... Which was nice. They didn't bring, and they didn't bring back the main girl from the original. That was not the one that made her appearance again. Which I was waiting for the whole time because I thought I, I thought I had heard that Virginia Madsen was gonna be in this movie. So I was waiting for it the whole movie, and then she never showed up. It, it was fine without her. Yeah, and they did, they did like, the whole telling of Helen's story um, from the original. Mm-hmm. In, in, in a good way with the use of the shadow puppets, which is a that. big highlight for me. The visual yes. was beautiful. It was so good. It was so beautiful. It was so creative. Like, I, there's I there's one thing that I after watching the movie and I had, like, a, a few days to think about that I will talk about a little bit later because we're just getting into it. There was one thing that I was like, oh, wait, this doesn't really make sense. But outside of that one little tiny thing, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, I'm not even complaining. Like, that one thing doesn't even bother me. It was just one thing that popped in my head, and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Well, I I went in with low expectations with this, and right from the first scene where it shows um, the guy stepping out of the wall and everything, I was like... This that is actually, was eerie. I was like, this is actually really creepy. Yeah, no, that and, was uh, super eerie. And we had he, gotten, like, hands the kid candy. Oh, yeah, so we had cute. gotten like 20 minutes into the movie, and I was like, yeah, I really don't have any complaints for this movie. And I, I feel like I said it multiple times as we were going on throughout the movie. Um, we were kind of looking for complaints yeah. because <laughs> it had gotten such mixed reviews that we were expecting there to be a lot to be like, ah. Uh, but it just never really happened. It was It was thoroughly enjoyable from beginning to end for me. I, I had some complaints, but we'll get into that as, as we go on. Um, yeah. Um, this was actually my first movie back in movie theaters um, during this uh, COVID times because before that, I was just not about going to the theaters. But I really wanted to see this in theaters. Like, I, despite, um, I had heard about test screenings not going good um and sorry (laughs) um i heard about test screenings uh not going good and one of the things that i had heard about this test screening um from my friend jeremy his friend was at the test screening was that there was little to no tony todd Mm -hmm. so that kind of turned me off i guess a little bit at first so i went in with low expectations but um i actually came out pretty surprised by the end of it you know i felt the same way because the whole time when we were watching it too i was like is that gonna be tony todd is he gonna come in like where is he yeah we, we you know we knew he was in the movie like it's been out for a minute we knew so like the whole time i was waiting but when they did finally bring him in i was like that was perfect yeah, when it shows it, it's at the very end, and it shows him, and he says, "Tell everyone," and I was like, Oof. "Yeah," Oof. in his voice. <laughs> which, which I guess those were reshoots 
disputes because one of the initial complaints was, um, again, credits to my friend Jeremy over at a Brain Stew podcast. He, his friend who was at the test screen said the only time you saw Tony Todd was in a reflection of the cop's rear view glass mirror okay. door. Which they did show that in the trailer. Because I remember yeah. it showed that in the trailer. Yeah. That's where everybody got hyped. Because when they had first announced they were doing this movie, Tony Todd came straight out and said that he had never been contacted about it. And I know that a lot of people were really angry about that. And I, I, well, I could be wrong. This was years back now, but I feel like he was really bummed out about it. Yeah. So I'm glad that they... I feel like I was one of those people that was angry <laughs> about it. I'm not even So I, I am glad that they, they got him in there, even if it was for a little bit. Um, I, I will say that the new guy that they got... To be the Candyman of that. Go era. ahead, try and say his name. Sherman. Oh, are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the actor. No. In the movie. Oh yeah. We've been his practic- name is very we've hard been pr- to pronounce. We've been practicing his name all day. I butcher names all the time, so I was like, not this time. I'm going it. We did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which that episode we, we I've just got posted this. it. Let me do and, it. And uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I, you know what? After that, I'm not going to butcher names anymore. His name's Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second. That, that's the guy who plays Anthony, yeah. But I, I'm talking about the guy who played Sherman. I know, I just had um, to say it. I was excited. I feel like he wasn't really as threatening of a presence as Tony Todd, and that was a, a, one complaint that I had. I also... Yeah, I, I, I was I was a little now, confused. Now, Sherman was the Candyman that came out of the wall? Yes. Yes. Yep. I don't think he was ever legitimately the Candyman, though. No, he he does come back because remember, there's multiple Candyman. No, men. I know, but what I'm saying though is like he was. Well, I guess that's true with all of them. I was like he was like legitimately like a nice dude, but they yeah they fucked him over as they do. Yeah, well that's how these Candymen I guess are like born. Which they all have. My hook guy Yaya got tricked into this yep. shit. <laughs> Sherman just so happened to also have a hook hand. So. He already had his. He came prepared. Okay, that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I, it, it's weird because like so, at some moments, like Sherman does come off as a creepy Candyman, but there's just such a presence when you first see Tony Todd's Candyman in the oh original What's that the voice? just can't, the voice. can't be matched. You know, Tony Todd, don't ever read me a bedtime story because I won't sleep. I'll tell you that right now. Well, the the voice is a big thing because it was so deep and eerie, and that was what gave Candyman his presence in the first movie. I so literally want to listen to his voice right now. This this version of Candyman Sherman, I I don't even think he had any lines in the movie, did he? He just smiled at the at the little boy, which was the the guy who ended up. Yeah, which like his presence itself was. Like when we, when what I talked about before, when he had first stepped out of the wall in the beginning of the movie, I was like, "This is actually terrifying." But then as it goes on, and like he's the one that's showing up and like committing all these murders, I was like, uh, "I kind of wish it was Tony Todd." Should we give like a yeah, brief rundown of what, what this movie's about? Because we're talking about <laughs> details of it, but we have not mentioned the plot at all. Yeah, I. Because sure. I feel like Give it's a, a very confusing down. movie. Yeah. We jumped right into just we spoiler territory. We were excited. <laughs> Um, so the movie follows a painter named Anthony who, uh, they move near Cabrini Green and him and his wife, fiance, girlfriend, girlfriend, um, they're not that serious. Um, yeah, they move near Cabrini Green and he's trying to get inspiration for this art show that's coming up and he ends up getting fully engulfed in the lore of Candyman, which I had said to Sierra, 
I relate to him so much because the rabbit you hole. You go down that rabbit the hole. The rabbit okay. hole that he went down with this is is me when I get interested in something. I just obsess over <laughs> it. I did it with Jonestown. I've done it with like just the most random things, and I just that's all. I yeah. You're I, getting yeah. excited <laughs> even talking about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, he he gets very obsessed with this, and he ends up kind of reawakening the lore because. I get the impression that it had been gone for a while, and him doing this art piece where, you know, say Candyman five times, it it got everybody to start saying it. They started dying. Didn't look good for my boy Anthony, let me say that. No, it didn't, (laughs) because they would always die, and it would, like, the the first two people died in front of the painting that he had made, and then the next people, I think it was, like, written on the mirror or something, say my name or whatever, which was the name of his art piece. So I... When we were watching this movie, at first, I felt like they were rewriting the original movie. Because the narrative that they give is that um, Helen's character in the original Candyman was just crazy the whole time. And she kidnapped the baby and killed all these people. Cut the head off a dog. That was the big highlight that they brushed on. Um, So, I I remember... that's, That's the direction they were going in. And I... I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but, you know, it would make sense, I guess, if it they changed it to Helen she was, was just, just crazy, crazy the whole time Candyman and exist. Candyman didn't exist. And maybe that's the same thing that's happening to this character here. But it went into that later that the story was changed. Um, big plot twist. Anthony's mom is... Oh, fuck, I forget her name. Uh, Anne-Marie from the Original first Candyman. Candyman. Which... Did not see that coming. <laughs> I love that tie. I I was like, this is a cool way to connect it to the original. Yeah, when he was at the hospital and uh, the doctor's like, uh, or the nurse or whoever was like, welcome back, you were born here. I was like, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. I bet you he's the baby from the first one. And then he went to um, his mom's house and it showed his mom and I was like, no fucking way. Good writing. Yeah. I, I didn't, ex- I didn't yeah. expect it. It was good writing. It was. And maybe I'm just naive, but I don't know. I didn't expect it. Well, I don't disagree with you. So, he ends up going crazy over this art piece. I, I don't even know if I'd say he goes crazy. I mean, he... He gets very obsessive yeah. over this, and he wants to do, like, a whole collection um, surrounding the idea of Cabrini Green and how, basically, he wants he wants to bring notice to the problems that are going on because, like, it's a low-income area that was not taken care of and it was basically just it was just messed up it was a bad situation and he's kind of trying to bring light to that situation um through his art pieces but he slowly gets more engulfed in the story which he met a man while visiting caprini green who told him the lore of Candyman and kind of sucked him in even more yeah so the guy who runs the laundromat yeah yeah, Bur- Burke was his name, which at first I was all for Burke's character. I was, like, digging how he was, you know, telling the lore of Candyman. Yeah, he turns into a bit of an asshole, though, right? <laughs> uh, they pull a whole Dr. Sartain, yep. which was one of my biggest complaints of Halloween 2018. Yep. So, that, so, for me, that's where this movie kind of teetered off a little bit. Um, I, I really didn't like that he was, like, making this proto-Candyman and... It, it, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me, I guess. And it, yeah. it's where it started getting kind of confusing. 
It was very important to him that there was still a Candyman. And he reveals that there's been multiple Candyman, and the first one was Tony Todd's Candyman. Yeah. Um, but but the there's been like, others since then. The idea of, like, multiple Candyman, and he's creating this new Candyman, and... Well, this is what this brings me to, is my one complaint, which well, is not him. My one complaint is that it makes the the timeline of the original Candyman not line up. Because Helen wouldn't have seen Tony Todd if he was no longer the Candyman. She would have seen one of the other ones if he was the first one. That's what I'm saying. None of it makes sense. I don't know how the process works because it's never explained. It's just, hey, there's been a lot of different candy candy men (laughs) we have a squad we have meetings on friday it doesn't it doesn't really (laughs) go into any like how did what his name's burke burke yeah burke how did how did burke know that anthony was the baby from the original and like how did he know that he was seeing the visions of Candyman and all of this stuff was happening just enjoy that's what I'm saying. None of that portion of it made sense. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe somebody listening can explain that to me a little bit. Maybe but you I missed it. Let's watch it again. I would watch it again. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I just didn't understand it from that point on. And then I just feel like the ending was kind of messy and rushed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah I, I feel I, like this was really... A, a perfectly paced movie until the very until end. the last maybe and then it was very quick. fifteen minutes of it, and then I feel like they just tried to squeeze a ton of stuff in a short amount of time. Yeah, because like they don't even give you like really time to process this. What Burke is trying to do with Anthony is making him the new Candyman. It just kind of all hits you in the face at once, and then you know, then the cops come, and then. You know, and then next thing you know, it's Tony Todd's Candyman. So it's all just so much, like you said, trying to be crammed in at the end. And um, you know, that was that was a big um, that was like a big takeaway for me as far as like what I didn't like about the movie was that kind of that last um, whole act and the whole work. Again, being like Dr. Sartain from Halloween 2018, because that was like the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, ah, they could have just done a different direction. Yeah, I would have preferred if they just kept it as he was like carrying on the legend by telling people about it, like keeping the legend alive. Yeah, and just transforming on his own from the from the bee sting, I guess, because that's one thing I could definitely say that they did so good on was the body horror yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. It gave me major... Oh my gosh, when he Cronenberg kept picking vibes. at the... Oh, uh, the, the yeah, people in the audience were, like, getting disgusted. When he pulled his fingernail off, Yeah, like, he, looked, nope. he looked wild, and it's... It also brings me to say, too, is, like, why didn't his girlfriend be like, yo, you need to go to the doctor for that shit. <laughs> she know. just, like, let that go. <laughs> For a long time. You didn't let it go. <laughs> no, I was like looking at that. I was like, he needs to go. He the needs whole to movie series so like, at. he needs to go to a doctor. Yeah, like, that's, that doesn't look good. Um, These I, things don't do that. Also, too, uh, at the end when Brianna was in the back of the cop car um, and she asks the police officer, can I see myself in the mirror? And she starts saying Candyman five times and then it cuts to like the mirror again and it's facing him again. And she's still saying it, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know if this is, like, continuity probably, error or yeah. what, what it is. And then 
Anthony's version of Candyman comes and just starts taking out all these cops. And I was like, I don't know that this is how the whole say Candyman five times in the yeah, mirror usually thing when works. you say yeah that, that definitely was a, an issue for me as well because it's like when you say Candyman five times in the mirror he comes for you friend yeah and instead he shows up yeah. and just starts massacring these police officers which, well like well fucking deserved I will but... say <laughs> yeah most definitely she has quite most the sidekick definitely. on her side yeah but it, it it that whole part that was where it kind of added to the felt rushed and then it turns into Tony Todd. I did like that um, his Candyman said the line from the original movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which Candyman? Um, This Candyman or that Candyman? Yeah. Like, that's how you feel when you describe There's three different Candyman that you see in this movie, right? Only three. Because you see Sherman, you see Tony Todd, and then you see eventually um, Anthony's version. Yeah, also, it was kind of interesting how you only saw the Candyman in the reflection of any mirrors, whereas, you know, in the original, you would just see him as is, or the person that summoned him would be the one to see him. Uh, But I thought, at first, when I had heard about that from the test screenings, um, I was kind of deterred from it. But then, like, seeing the way it was shot... I was like, this is fucking mm-hmm. cool. That that um gallery massacre scene when when we first see the uh, Sherman Candyman, or maybe it was Anthony. I I feel like it was Sherman, but um you know just seeing him show up and killing through through the reflections. I was like, damn, they actually pulled this off in a really good way. I, I was for it after after a few and kill scenes but one complaint i did have about um the art gallery was the art gallery manager's name was clive why are you gonna give a scumbag piece of shit like that the name clive if we know that the forbidden which is what um the Candyman short story is called is based off of clive clive barker's short story the forbidden like if that's if that's a nod to Clive, that's a shitty. <laughs> they could have named a better character, Clive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I. I really like Sierra said. We we watched this movie and we were looking for, not stuff to complain about, but trying to see what people who hated the movie saw. And I really at no point saw. I I thought it was filmed very well. I thought the cinematography was great. Um, I loved the uh, the pacing I'm drawing blanks I'm sorry <laughs> I love the the pacing of the movie was great all of the acting was great I thought that um, the guy who played Anthony Yaya Abdul Mateen he did great now you can just rattle that off really easy yeah, it's nice off the top of my <laughs> noggin yeah he did great um, <laughs> Tiana Paris who played Brianna she did great and I actually I recognized her the whole movie and then I looked up afterwards she played um, Veronica Rambo. Or Monica, not Veronica. She played Monica Rambo in WandaVision. She's in the Marvel Universe. So, another connection to the Marvel Universe through this movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I thought the acting was all great. I thought that the, the vibe was super eerie throughout the whole yeah. thing. I definitely think that the positives of this movie definitely outrule any little complaints that there are. I would highly recommend this. Like, highly recommend it. I think that... Um, as far as modern horror movies go, especially the 
requels. Um, they've kind of been lacking, even even ones that I've been okay with. They're not great, but this was a good movie. This was a really good movie. I don't, I don't understand why. The only reason I can see why people are complaining about it is that they obviously never saw the first one, or they remember it incorrectly, and they're complaining for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This. This was a nice surprise. Um. Because I went in with very low expectations and while I didn't like how it wrapped up overall I thought it was a pretty solid movie um I even loved the way they did Caprati Green I thought that was a very important aspect for me because it was it was almost like a character of its own in the original so to see how it was treated in the new one I was I thought they did it uh, justice. Yeah, I'm just looking up some facts on the movie. So I guess Jordan Peele was originally set to direct the movie. Um, when he left directing, it went to Nia DaCosta, and she became the first black female filmmaker to have a movie open at first place in the box office. Nice. Well deserved. It was a good movie. Um. And it's also this is also the first Candyman film without involvement of Clive Barker. Now I will say I did not watch I've never watched the second or third Candyman. Um, I've seen them, but it's been a very long time, so I can't even really. I have no clue. Remember much of them off the top? I've of definitely my head. never watched them, but like I feel like a lot of the times with movies like this, the more you watch, the worse they get. So. Yeah, I've, I've heard not good things, and that's kind of why I've never watched them. But I have been curious because Tony Todd is in them. So, I, I don't know. At the same time, so, when I first watched Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger in that movie was absolutely terrifying. He wasn't the jokey... prime yeah, time, bitch. Yeah. Even, even the second one, he was pretty terrifying of a character. And I, I feel like part of me doesn't want... Tony Todd's Candyman ruined by that. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know anything about the second or third movie. I don't know. Maybe the acting's bad. Maybe the production's bad. Maybe the budget's low. And it's, it's, I don't want it to ruin the horror of the original Tony Todd Candyman movie. They were definitely direct to video sequels. Um, From what I do remember, Tony Todd's Candyman is still like a serious figure and threat so if you're gonna go back and revisit them i just go back for tony todd performances because no matter what the guy does he always gives it his all but you, can, you know you sometimes it's just with a not voice enough like his, honestly like <laughs> yeah we met him oh. we met him briefly at a convention that we were at and it was really cool so he was there and also Derek mears who played jason in the 2009 friday the 13th movie and both of them kept getting in trouble the entire convention because they were away from the because tables. they would just leave their tables to go like talk to vendors and like they were just they fangirled they were just <laughs> buying like piles of stuff i feel like i remember tony todd just buying like piles of stuff yeah, while he like, was there and he, he always looked like he had a smile on his face like he's happy as shit to be there yeah and uh when at, at, after the 
uh, convention had closed and stuff. Everybody was kind of outside just hanging out. And Tony Todd was just outside drinking a Corona and hanging out and, like, bullshitting with everybody. <laughs> but uh, his so uh, awesome. his car, his ride pulled up and he left. And we ended up talking to Linnea Quigley about dogs for, like, 30 minutes. Her seven dogs. Yeah. Oh, uh, she loves she, dogs. She's like, oh, she big, was like, like showing us pictures. She of her showed dogs us pictures of every one of her dogs. Same with um, Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi was the best. <laughs> yeah. We saw Ted. We saw yeah. Ted Raimi, and he said, "If you guys can find me later, I'll give you a hug." <laughs> we so, didn't find him, did we? So, uh, have, have you seen Skinner yes. yet? Yes, yes, we did. I would love to cover that yeah. at some point. Wow. I think that we should. As, as everyone, we're all Ted Raimi fans here, so I think I think we should. The man justice. There's a movie with Ted Raimi. I don't remember what it was called, but I watched it, and it was super low budget, and it was a um, it was like a romantic comedy, but it was it was really fucking out there. And somebody had asked him about it when we saw him at the convention, and he was like, "I forget that that movie even exists. We shot it on the weekends, like randomly. It was kind of just like a whatever project." But I definitely recommend it because it's weird. I'm looking up. It's a romantic comedy. He highly film. recommends to horror fans. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has horror elements to it. I wouldn't really say it's a romantic comedy in like a traditional romantic comedy. It's sense. not a McConaughey movie is what you're saying? Yeah, it's not a <laughs> McConaughey movie. Listen, I'll watch it for Ted Raimi. Yeah, I think Ted Raimi is pretty awesome. Especially after He's like, Dylan's dad. seeing him... <laughs> Especially seeing him in Skinner, like I was, that movie like, was peculiar. I will tell you that. I had a good time. Watching. I had a oh, good time watching. Okay, it's called Lunatics: A Love Story. Okay, I take it he's like the crazy lunatic who's in love. Yes, he has like right. some. I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched it, but it's it it's bad, but it's good. It's enjoyable. <laughs> gotcha. But we're going off topic. Candyman. So, well, I mean, hey, Ted Raimi was in the he original Candyman. So it, it went. Kind of see, it came full circle. You're absolutely right. Steve. And now yeah. we're back to Candyman. <laughs> and we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know that I have much more to say about the movie. To be honest, I I really enjoyed it. I feel like I've gushed about it for. Uh, the bathroom scene again. Uh, I just want to point out another another great innovative way to shoot. Um, the Candyman killing those girls through the use of the makeup mirror under mm-hmm. the stall. Just really, really innovative shots. I gotta give credit there. Yes, they're definitely really innovative, definitely creative, definitely different and unique. And you know what? Like that's the thing too. Is like this movie did a very good job of instilling fear and and discomfort without actually showing that much violence. Yeah, and you know what though? But when it was violent, I um. It, it, it meant mm-hmm. something. And I know that sounds weird coming from me because you guys know I'm like a gore hound. But I, I just noticed, like, when it was violent, like, it was like, damn, all right, holy shit. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I feel like, though, that they were very, very careful with how they used it in this movie. And I think it's probably comes back down to, like, the whole theme of the movie and how they wanted it to be portrayed. They were very careful about how they... um used like imagery to show everything like the i I don't know this movie it's just it's it's very good it's very enjoyable if you don't like it i don't 
I don't understand. I'm not going to say that your opinion's wrong because your opinion's not wrong. You're right. But, like, I just don't see what critics were seeing. I don't see what people who who were posting about this movie after seeing it were seeing of, of, of how bad it was. I don't, I don't see that. It wasn't cheesy. It wasn't poorly made. Like, and, and this brings me back because I had this conversation uh, when we covered Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well, is that... All these people came out saying how great Scream was, how great Halloween was. These are excellent movies. They're so great. They're so great. This movie got shit on. Texas Chainsaw Massacre got shit on. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't half bad. This movie was sincerely a good movie and got shit on for no reason. I don't understand it. Sometimes it's, um, you know, it's just so easy to shit on newer things. Well, yeah, and I I think that that what it... I feel like at some point we've all probably been guilty of being mad at somebody remaking our favorite movie. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I was, I'll, I'll go and say I was kind of one of those that wasn't a fan of the new Texas Chancel Massacre, but it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing. No, I saw, no. And, and that I... was my whole point when we covered Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like, it's not great. It's not excellent, but what Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie was after the original? They were all shitty. That's what makes Texas Chainsaw Massacre Texas Chainsaw whoa, Massacre. Whoa, part two, hold on. Part two is, for what it is, it, you know, that is that is a fucking fun movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I love part two. But that's what I'm I saying, know, I know exactly it, though. So like, with that, with, I don't even want to, I, I hate calling it a series or a franchise because it's just random fucking movies that, have a similar storyline. <laughs> but, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies tend to be cheesy. Yeah. And that's their gimmick. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. And that's kind of where I was at is, like, it wasn't a half-bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, there's a lot worse ones out there. Yo, would it be an episode if Sierra didn't talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> no, it was, that's my <laughs> thing. Uh, but uh, I wasn't... That that would... With with these with these requels that we've covered, I will say I, I like I'd said before, I think that this translates the best because it's still an issue that's an issue that can be addressed that they can make this movie was a creative story and it was its own story. Where with the movies that we've covered this month, you have Scream, which was just a retread of the last four Scream movies. Um you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was fun, but it was just it's just a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have Halloween, which was just kill after kill after kill. This movie had a story that was both relevant and well-written that added on to the original movie mm-hmm. perfectly. And it's something where you're not... Re- they didn't retread... It wasn't the same exact plot rehashed for... A, a new movie it wasn't as much of a remake as it was a sequel so i think that's why i preferred this more than the other movies that we've covered. so take notes yeah, I... if you're gonna make a requel make it fucking good go talk to jordan peele and what's her name nia DaCosta. nia DaCosta. they'll 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 get you in the right place yeah uh, I, I couldn't agree more on the, like, uh, especially what you said about a good continuation of the story. And that that's the most important thing, I think, when it comes to making... Uh, I hate you. We don't have to, we don't have to say it again this after word. this week. <laughs> we don't have to say it. All right. After this week, 
a, if you're going to make a good requel, make sure you have a good continuation of the story. And that this did a pretty solid job, minus a few complaints. But overall, I think it did a really solid job continuing the lore of the original Candyman. I think we all agree. Let's rate this bitch. <laughs> it, who's going first? Go first? I think I, I feel like I always make everybody else go first, but I'll go first. Um, I'm going to give it okay. an 8. Strong 8. Um, I, I, it loses me towards the end. I think that if they had, even if they made it, you know, a little bit longer, I would have been fine with it. You had a, a perfectly paced movie and I wasn't bored with it at all. So maybe if they made it a little bit longer and, you know, went into a little bit more detail with what they were trying to do it and really develop what they were trying to do for the ending, I would have rated it a little bit higher. But other than that, the story's fun. The acting is really good. The shots were incredible. I'm going to give it an 8, which is the highest I've rated a movie since we've brought the show back. Alright. Um, I guess I'll go next. I'm coming in at a 7. A 7 out of 10 out of this one. Uh, just my biggest complaints, again, were the whole Burke uh, pulling the Dr. Sartain move. And maybe it could have used more Tony Todd, personally. But other than that, I think it was a solid movie. Um, I definitely enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. And if I had to pick out of all of the requels covered um, that I've, you know, I've seen them all, even though I'm not on, you know, every one of the episodes. But out of all of them, I definitely say this one is in the top up for me so yeah seven out of ten definitely would see it again uh i i might end up owning it honestly um i there's a i feel like there's nothing to truly complain about there's issues sure what movie doesn't have little issues but i'm not even going to go into that because i feel like the when you think about remakes, sequels, requels, whatever, it's so easy to name off 10 really bad ones. It's very rare that you can name off one that's not just okay. Um, this movie was good. It's not perfect in any means, but it is very well fil filmed. It's beautifully made. They cared about the story, obviously. And um, even though Tony Todd wasn't in it very much, I think that his presence at the end was so perfect and so Candyman that it doesn't even bother me that he was barely in the movie because his presence was just so intense. Um, I think that they did phenomenal with the story. I think that Dylan's absolutely correct that it, it does work so well because the issues are still so relevant. Um, and um, all y'all people complaining about are just... Haters. haters yeah thank you because that's so just i just don't see it i don't see the complaints um i'm gonna agree with dylan and i'm gonna give it an eight. no you know what i'm gonna give it an 8.1 i'll be the highest rater of the 8. night 8.1 yep daring tonight aren't we you know me i like my points <laughs> all right so that gives our average a 7.7 .7, and i like to throw this out here for every episode the imdb average right now is a 5.9 and they're wrong what are you doing imdb it's at least a seven what are you doing? So, that's going to wrap up not just the episode, but our requel month. Thank God. 
Yes, I'm so sick of saying recoil. Like, <laughs> that was every time I was. You like, I cringe don't when say you say it because you like, feel like you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'd rather say yeah. Candyman five times in a mirror than say recoil. <laughs> I've definitely said Candyman <laughs> five times in a mirror, and I'm still here. But I'm not gonna lie, I've never done it. <laughs> I don't plan to for some reason. Just because, like, as as a kid, I was terrified of the original Candyman, so I'm just like, I don't know. That's just bad karma. I'm not fucking. I had with a, that. a friend lock me in their bathroom and i did that the, i did Candyman and bloody up. mary at the same time so you might as well knock him out <laughs> yeah i figured i'm in here for a <laughs> yeah. minute so i might as well really just die <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so i don't really know what we have planned we have a insidious. bunch of yeah i don't know what's going to be the next episode oh, uh, i assumed we, it was insidious we do have some movies that we plan on reviewing. I just don't know which are definite and which order we're going in, so I don't want to say what the next episode is going to be because we're recording this three weeks before it's supposed to come out. Uh, but we do have more episodes planned. I am not bored of podcasting yet, so... We're... Neither am I. I just need to shake off the rust, yeah. you know? I just feel like... Sometimes I get lost in my thoughts of what yeah. I'm trying to say. So it'll get just... smoother and smoother. I yeah. feel like um, <laughs> it's it's been three years for me. Yeah, no, it it's been a minute, and I you know, oh well, deal with our rustiness for a few episodes, guys. Sorry, Dylan's great at editing; he can cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan's like, no, fuck you, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but uh, like you didn't put the extra workload on exactly. Me. Putting it up raw, unedited, unfiltered. No, fuck you. <laughs> I say peculiar <laughs> shit that does not need to be released to the public, you know. <laughs> but um, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to subscribe. If you are not subscribed, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you liked and what you didn't like. And it really helps out the show by doing that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast. I got nothing else. Shout out to Brainstew Podcast um, and Jeremy for dropping that um, screening uh, knowledge to me. And um, yeah, also shout outs to Neon Brainiacs. Those dudes are cool. And my brother's over at Bad Taste Video Podcast. Uh, just want to show some other shows some love. Also, of course, Uncle Larry, Creature Features Pod. We do. We love you, we man. Do. And we hope that you're not banned from TikTok currently. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. I know. Dude's getting fucking banned <laughs> he's on everything. He's always banned, except on Instagram, we learned. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's planning on being on for future episodes, too. I think he pretty much has just agreed that whatever episodes you're not on, he's going to jump on to. So. That's what's up. No, I love I love that. So but Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. If it's your first time listening, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If it's not your first time, thanks for coming back. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a good night. Bye. Stay tuned for whatever we're we're covering next. <laughs> so if it's much as a surprise to us as it is to you. Yeah. <laughs> e X I T Exit. <laughs> good night. Oh, oh good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>